0: on today's show it's our nba awards predictions but with a fun wrinkle we're going to choose between FanDuel's two odds on favorites or the field for each one of these awards plus make our own picks for some made-up awards like most overrated player should be a fun one it's locked on nba you are locked on nba your daily nba podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Welcome to Locked On NBA. I'm Wes Goldberg here with Adam Ades. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, so we're going to do NBA awards predictions, Adam, but the way I'm going to frame this for us is that I'm just going to give us Three options for each award based on FanDuel's odds. So you're going to get to choose between the players with the two best odds for each award or the okay. field. All right. Or, or you get to choose okay. the field. field. Okay. Right. And then, of course, once we get into the field, we could start talking about who that field might be. But um, I also have some made up awards that we'll get to at the end uh, that I'm excited about. So my only question for you, Adam, is uh, do you want to start with MVP and defend your guy, Nikola Jokic, or do you want to wait? For the MVP talk. You know
1: why don't we start? We'll save the best for first.
0: We'll save the best for first. We'll start with MVP. So according to FanDuel, Nikola Jokic is the favorite for MVP. Odds are at plus four thirty right now. Luka Doncic is second. Odds plus five fifty. Do you like Jokic? Do you like Luka? Or do you like the field, Adam?
1: I like Jokic. You know, I think second would be the field. You look at Luka and think, are we certain they're going to be a great team? Are they going to be good enough? to, you know, kind of enter this conversation. I don't know. I think the odds are pretty strong against them that they're going to have, you know, a high enough seed and, be, and look impressive enough throughout the year. So I think that's going to work against them. And then you look up the field and you think Giannis would be a guy that's competing with him. Well, he just got Damian Lillard who will help split the vote. Mm-hmm. You got chaos in Philadelphia. Maybe Jason Tatum uh, gets in there, but I look at this Nuggets team. I expect them to be a one seed. I look at Jokic. He's kind of had the same game every game for the last four seasons. It's a really good game. And uh, I think he'll do that again all year. So I like Jokic here.
0: Jokic is really helped by the fact that Joel Embiid won it last year. He didn't. And he was the best player in the world. And he didn't get the MVP. And I'm not, that's nothing against Joel Embiid. I just think that that playoff run, it, it shouldn't matter in the context of MVP for this right. coming regular season, but it does. You know, it always does. That stuff always matters. And I think people are ready to really kind of reward him again you know it would be his third MVP right so that's that's up there with some all-time greats but Nikola Jokic is on track to be an all-time great especially now that he's got that ring so I love Jokic as the favorite there if I were to venture a guess and and kind of go into that field conversation by the way before I do that actually how many games do the Mavericks have to win for Luka to win MVP it because it feels like a lot in the west right it feels like it has to be 53, 54 wins would kind of get him into that conversation for real because the Nuggets are going to win a ton of games.
1: I think it's it's less about a number. It's more about where do they fit into the NBA hierarchy mm. because I don't think they're going to be a tier one team, you know, where you say, okay, these are the favorites. It's theirs to lose. I don't even know that they're going to be a tier two team. They're like, hey, the Cinderella could upset or they're in the conversation. I think they're probably looking at a tier three and maybe even being a tier four play in caliber team. So that's why I think it's tough for them. They have to look the part. Um, and, and that's just going to be tough to do. We know Luka's going to put up good numbers, yep. but I just think that they're, they're going to have an uphill battle for their seating.
0: Uh, if I were to go with a long shot, I really like Devin Booker at plus 1900. Are we yes. sure Devin Booker isn't Phoenix's best player? No, oh, I'm sure he is.
1: This is yeah. my, I've been on this, this one for about a year now. Going up against the you know Denver going up against the Phoenix Suns last year, I can tell you which guy was causing Denver more problems. It was clearly Devin Booker. So um, I, I I like that as a as a stealth bet, but I do think there's a little bit of the Giannis factor where mm. it's going to be split a little bit. Even if he is the best player, it's close enough to Kevin Durant, maybe even a Bradley Beal, that it'll be hard.
0: Yeah, if if Phoenix ends up like running away with the number 1 seed and this offense is just like ridiculous, like we might feel the need to reward somebody on that team and and at that on that that it might be Devin Booker, right? And also there's it's his team. KD joined him in Phoenix. Bradley Beal joined yeah. him in Phoenix. So I think that's part of it. Again, at plus 1900, I really same odds for Kevin Durant, by the way. Kevin Durant also at plus 1900. I find that interesting. Giannis at plus 600, it's just worth mentioning him and then yesterday uh yesterday's last season's MVP, Joel Embiid plus 8 Jason Tatum plus seven fifty. I don't. I don't know. Well, real quick, what would have? To, what would have to happen for Embiid to win it this year? Uh, this James Harden it. gets traded. The Sixers look like world beaters, and it's all because of Joel Embiid, and they win like fifty-eight to sixty games. I mean, that's what it would probably take, and it's not out of the realm of possibility. Like that's like James Harden's probably not playing for them again. So there's that. I do have somebody that I like for uh, a Sixer for a different award, but we'll get to that here in a second. Let's go to Rookie of the Year. Let's go to Rookie of the Year here. Uh, Odds on favorite, not going to surprise you. Victor Webiniam at plus 110. Backup behind him is Chet Holmgren at plus 320. Um, Those are your two options. Would you go with those two guys or the field, Adam?
1: Man, I think I'm clearly going with one of those two guys, but which one? I think if you're making the value bet, you probably get better value out of the Chet bet. You Mm. know, just, just the odds there. But I just think Wemby is going to be a storyline all year. He's going to play enough minutes. He's going to be in front of people's faces. Um, there seems to be an appetite for sharing things that he does on the court, which is important. I mean, let's say both social media wise, both Chet and Wemby have the exact same stat line and the exact same highlight reel. You're going to see Wemby's. You might not see Chet's. Mm. I'm going to go with Wimby Nyama. I think he gets this one. I, I, I do think he is um, going to be a major impact player. Like, I don't think this, I'm not trying to say it's just that he's going to get the highlights and the boost and the the hype boost. Right. I think he is going to be a worthy candidate of it, but the tiebreaker will be that I do think that he's going to be in front of our faces nonstop.
0: It's a great point. Uh, he's already on our, in front of our faces nonstop, and the games yeah. haven't even started counting yet, right? So the other thing with Chet is the ball's going to be in SGA's hands so much in Oklahoma City, and they're going to want to get Jalen Williams involved and all these other guys too. It's Wemby's team in in San Antonio. Yeah, you've got like Devin Vassell, you've got Kelvin Johnson. You know they like so hand bad. It's Wemby's team, and they're gonna they're gonna try to get him going. The only thing that can that, that could hurt Wemby here, if you bet against him, you're basically betting on an injury to him. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Does he not meet the sixty five game threshold? I think mm-hmm. it's a real question. I should. I think it's a real concern with him. Probably um, a
1: real concern for Chet too, though.
0: <laughs> totally fair. Uh, Scoot Henderson's there at plus 370 if we start go- venturing into the field, and then after that, I mean, you got Brandon Miller fourth best odds at plus 2800, so there's a clear top three here. Um, Amen Thompson, Cam Whitmore, Keontae George at plus 5500. Utah really likes him, so I don't know. There's some guys there, but ultimately, I, I think I'm gonna go Wemby. The only way he doesn't win it is if he doesn't play 65 games.
1: All right, let's let's Here's one other scenario where he maybe he doesn't win it. I think he still does. Let's say he is the definitive unanimous rookie of the year through the first two months of the season. Chet has a really good year. Then all of a sudden you look up and you say, Oh my God, is Oklahoma city have 50 wins. Did Chet start 72 games this year? And on a team, that's going to be a five seed in the West. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, wait a second.
0: And then the, there's going to be one advanced stat that says Chet's better. You know, some it's the stuff, Jalen will it's literally the Jalen Williams argument for last yeah. year over Palo.
1: This is, and, it, and honestly, it's a good argument, by it's, the way, like, this is not a bad argument. I think there's a real case for this. So I think that there could be a scenario like that where the late season, you know, the last six weeks, there's a real narrative shift to hey, but Chet's doing it and making an impact on you know a team or doing it at a higher level, whatever it is.
0: And again, if if Wemby doesn't play those 65 games, but Chet does, that it, and and plus the team's winning, I mean, that could be enough. I like I I don't mind the Chet bet as a long shot bet, but it really okay. it feels like it'll be hard for Wemby not to win it at this point. Um, Defensive Player of the Year. A ton of debate there. That's MVP is like your award, right? That's the that's the award that Denver Nuggets people get to argue about and 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 all that. Defensive player of the year, that's a Miami award. That's one that there's a lot of bitterness simmering here in South Florida. Okay. We're gonna debate that one uh after this here on Locked On NBA. Today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, all of these NBA awards that we're talking about. Adam, this whole podcast, we're talking about FanDuel odds and FanDuel lines. We already talked about rookie of the year. Chet Holmgren has a good long shot MVP. There's a ton of good uh, uh, odds on the board there. You could bet those over at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com/slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Thanks again for making Locked On NBA your first listen. Every day, We're going to talk about the team that's going to be your first one eliminated from your league pass rankings. And we're going to talk about some of our favorite teams to watch this upcoming regular season. It starts next week, Adam. Games that count coming up. But we're going to continue along with our NBA Awards predictions. Let's move on to Defensive Player of the Year. So according to FanDuel, Jaron Jackson Jr. is the favorite for DPOY at plus 500. Evan Mobley, second best odds at plus 700. Do you like JJJ? Do you like Mobley or do you like the field? I think I might like the
1: field on this one. I think I might like the field. I think Jared Jackson Jr. has taken a bit of a narrative hit, (laughs) right or wrongfully so. I think he's taken a little bit with the postseason and then the Olympics. Or, I'm sorry, the uh, FIBA, uh, what was it, the Summer World Cup, with the World World Cup. Cup, So I think he's taken a little bit of a narrative hit. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. Mobley, I think, is really good, but I want to see the leap from him before I pencil him in there. Like I think he is capable of winning this one. There's no question, but I want to see the leap from him. And I'm not sure if it's coming this year up C- Cleveland's a team. I'm a little bit unsure about what direction they're going to go. So I'm going to take the field. I think there's Giannis out there. You've got the Draymond, you know, the, the incumbents, the Draymond's and, and, mm-hmm. and, and so forth. You've even got a Marcus uh, Marcus smart. I know he's probably not a candidate for this, but does he cannibalize some of the votes from Jaron Jackson mm-hmm. Jr. Or take mm-hmm. away a little bit of the, of the shine.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have the Boston Media Mafia pushing his candidacy this time. So that's gonna hurt his case. But um he uh I'm gonna go field here. First of all, I can I short Jaron Jackson Jr. Like yeah, I, we're on the same page on this one, it seems. I, I would love to short look, and it's nothing against Jaron Jackson Jr., but if you're he won it last year. And if you're talking about back to back defensive player of the year award winners, that's rare company, man. Like Rudy Gobert did it in 2017 or 2018, 2019, right? He's like, at his peak, he's an all-timer, right? Like, this is a guy who is going to have an argument to be in the Hall of Fame, which seems crazy for most people to think about. But he, based on his defensive stats, he's there. Before him, it was Kawhi uh, when he was playing for San Antonio. Again, an all-timer uh, defender. Before him, it was Dwight Howard. From 2008 to 2011, won three times in a row. Again, a first ballot Hall of Famer, Dwight Howard, an all-timer defender at that center position. Jaron Jackson Jr. is an awesome defender. He's not Pete Gobert. He's not peak Dwight Howard. He's not peak Kawhi. And so I, I just don't think... That he's in that realm to be a back-to-back Defensive Player of the Year, unless he takes some sort of dramatic leap this year, which I don't really see that. I don't really see that happening with him. So I love. I'm I'm going the field, and you know my guy here. I'm going Bam at plus twelve (laughs) hundred. Let's go.
1: I I love our agendas.
0: (laughs) He's the best defender in the NBA. He's been a candidate for DPOY over like Mm -hmm. every year for the last three or four years. He's got to get it one time. He got he got robbed the year that Marcus Smart won it. Yeah. Um, when when the Heat were the number one seed in the East, um, but I think he's 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 talking with him, being around the team, like he is out for blood. He blocked Jaron yeah. Jackson four times in their preseason game last weekend. You don't think that that was a message? Of course it was. I think he's gonna be out there. He's really gonna win it, and I think he's gonna start actually padding the stats like on purpose to try to do it instead of just being like this team first kind of, I'm only yeah, doing it to win. Like right. he's like, you know what? I'm going to go out here, chase some blocks just because this is what the people want. Selfish
1: bam. I'm for it. Look, man, he's a phenomenal defender last year in the finals. He held Jokic to 30 points and 14 rebounds a game. I mean, he I <laughs> put him in the hall of fame, baby. <laughs> no, he's a good, honestly, it's a good, it's a good pick.
0: It's a good pick. I know. Uh, all right, let's move on from defensive player of the year. Um, let's go to most improved. Um, I don't love the most improved. Yeah, no, I
1: especially predicting it is kind of the funniest.
0: Do you want? Yeah. Do you want to just skip it? I'm down to just skip it. You want? I want to
1: hear who it is. Go really quick. Right. Let's go really quick. Twenty
0: seconds. Mc, McAl- Br- 20 seconds. McAl- Bridges is the favorite via. He's like already, plus 1, He's already 000.
1: made the improvement. This is why the award's dumb. He would so the improvement too. last year, but it's now really, it's the narrative.
0: It's the the second half of last season improvement <laughs> award of the season yep. that doesn't count. McAl Bridges plus one thousand. Tyrese Maxi at plus eleven hundred um or the field who do you got man Tyrese Maxey is an interesting one I don't know I don't think I'm buying it though I do like
1: this Mikhail Bridges hype I think it's it is weird to me because it's the perfect example of one that doesn't work he already made the leap but whatever we'll give it to him
0: I like Maxey he's gonna have the narrative argument uh if Harden's out of there and Tyrese Maxey's like oh wow this guy's a star and it's like this guy's been the same the entire time it's just more opportunity but it's fine because it's a dumb award and I don't really care about thinking about it that much. Um, we're not even doing clutch player. That's stupid. Uh, all right. Let's move on to sixth man of the year, if I can find the odds. Here we go. FanDuel, Emmanuel Quickly, plus 900 is your favorite for fi- sixth man of the year. Norm Powell, he won it last year, right? Did he? I think so. Was it him or Brogdon? Um, another
1: well, one that's hard to hard to pencil in. I don't even know who all it's going to be six six man yet like it's right Paul on this list is that Chris Paul
0: has Chris Paul has the fifth best odds at plus 1700 we don't know if he's coming off the bench or not he could start most (laughs) of these games Drew Holiday is there at plus 1900 people think that he could be a six man so uh but the the FanDuel FanDuel has uh Emmanuel quickly and Norman Powell as your co-favorites at plus 900 do you like Powell do you like quickly or do you like the field I'm gonna take the field on this one I think this is just always a field bet um
1: just because the, the, the you know you never know who's going to be there's always a guy that kind of rises into this maybe mm-hmm. there's a trade or something so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the field on this one
0: I like but I'm going field too I kind of like Bobby Portis at plus twenty three hundred if Milwaukee wins a <laughs> bunch of games it could be like the Malcolm Brogdon effect it's like that team won a bunch of games this guy played real minutes for them give it to him okay. um all right what do we got next Coach of the Year another one that's a hot topic here in South Florida Coach of the Year. Um, I think we can already give this award to the favorite, but I'll be interested to see what you do. Not we, I think the media has basically already done it. But we got Mark Dannault, the Oklahoma City Thunder coach, at plus 750 is your FanDuel odds-on favorite. Adrian Griffin, the new Bucks coach, who's already having guys leaving his <laughs> coaching staff, oh, yeah. is, is at plus 900. He's your second favorite. Do you like Dagnall? Do you like Adrian Griffin? Or do you like the field for coach of the year?
1: I'm going to take the field. I think Dagnot's a great pick, and and look, it's again this is another narrative based award, and so there's that. But you're telling me Eric is not on the list, and I he, I have a chance to not just take Spolstra, but to take Spolstra and 27 other coaches as potential. I'm going to take it. You've got Michael Malone who might have some momentum this year. You have Vogel who might be a you know a one seed with Phoenix and might get that bump. You've always got Steve Kerr in the mix. I just there's a lot of great coaches. That uh, that are in the field,
0: Spo. According to seventy three percent of GMs, is the best coach in the league. That yeah. is domination. and that and this is the finals we got. we got. I I've argued this whole time. Jimmy Butler was the most important player in the Eastern Conference Finals for basically two and a half series. Eric Spoelstra was the most important person in the mm-hmm. Eastern. He was the most dominant figure in the Eastern Conference bracket. Was yeah. Eric Spoelstra? Nikola Jokic was the most dominant person in the Western Conference bracket. We met them, they met in the finals. I don't think that that's a coincidence. I don't know how so many people can agree unanimously, essentially, that Spo is the best coach in the NBA, but his odds to win coach of the year is a plus 1,600, which is crazy. Yeah. And you know what? I believe it. I'll take the field too here, Adam, but for, for Dagnalt's case, the reason I kind of joke here, and it's not even really joking, that he's basically already been given the award. He's a really good coach. I don't want to take anything away from him, but people love the Thunder. It's like, how many games do the Thunder have to win for Dagnalt to win this award? Like 45?
1: Yeah. Like that's, not
0: a, that's, that's not a hard number to
1: reach, right? Yeah, it isn't a hard number, but I there might be more to it. I mean, he might be graded on a little bit steeper of a curve than that. And I just think that there's some storylines that might, you know, Michael Malone, I think, is a sleeper pick on this one. He's got a championship yeah. behind him. He's got a great team, you know, in front of him. And then there is a little bit of a narrative. You know, he's, I don't know how many people know this, but his father, Brendan Malone, a legendary coach, passed away last mm-hmm. week. Uh, Michael Malone, last June, became the first father-son duo to win NBA championship rings as as a coach. There is a little bit of a narrative uh, behind him. Uh, you know he's a great quote. We know who votes on these awards. He's a great quote. Like, hey, man, <laughs> there's some momentum I think he can snatch here. So I, I think the field's a great bet.
0: Adrian Griffin, Joe Missoula. Peter Griffin incredible.
1: is like, we away the second odds there. Like, what are we doing?
0: They're like, hey, the Bucks might have the best record, so they, he might just get it. All right, so those are the actual traditional NBA season awards. I, I came up with a few fun ones here that okay. I want to get to. We'll do that after this. Today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by the Jace Case program. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. Here in Florida, we get hurricanes and tornadoes all the time. The Jace case, or the, and, and these can lead to supply chain shortages, by the way, for medications or the inability to get medications in a timely manner. A lot of people are already feeling these things already. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Medical now offers custom, customizability customizability, customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add on medications, choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings in those recent efforts. They've added ivermectin as an option in the Jace case. So if they don't have what you need now, when you go check it out, they may have it later. Um, go to JaceMedical.com. enter the code locked on at checkout for $20 uh, for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at Medical, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Thanks again for making Locked on NBA your first listen every day. All right, before we count down to the weekend, I just got some fun awards that I wanted to throw your way, Adam. So we just did coach of the year. What about not coach of the year? The not coach of the year for the coach who gets everything blamed on him. Instead of getting all the credit, he gets everything blamed on him or the scapegoat of the year. We can call it that. Mike Budenholzer has won this award every year since twenty eighteen, but <laughs> he's not in scapegoat. the league anymore. I've yeah. got, I've got your two favorites, and then or you can go the field. All right. Okay. Odds on favorite according to the the Goldberg Sports Book is that actually sounds like a real sports book. Jason Kidd, Joe Missoula, yeah, and Jason Kidd. I don't know for the, the field. Fans.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're taking bets, man. That line's got to be too high. Um, I think I'd probably go with Jason Kidd here. I do think Joe Missoula makes it an interesting race. So I do think he gave two really good ones. Uh, and then if I threw out a dark horse one, I don't know if they'll get enough buzz, but Willie Green, I think, mm. might have some chaos on his hands this year in New Orleans. And Coach, always the easiest person to to, to blame, but I got to go with Jason Kidd. Like, come on. I, this is the year.
0: This is the year, baby. Uh, this is actually his pattern of coaching. Is This is basically his year. <laughs> um, Wait, I got one more, actually. Another I have a dark horse yeah. also. Yeah. Oh, who's ahead. your dark horse? It might be the same one. I'm going JB Bickerstaff from Cleveland. Okay. Oh, uh, he's already a little bit on the hot seat last year at the playoffs. Like they couldn't rebound or anything like that. There's high expectations in Cleveland right now. They're over under on FanDuel is like, what, like 49 or something? 49 and a half, 48 and a half. Uh, if they underperform, if they can't get that mix of Jared Allen and Evan Mobley to work, or even the backcourt mix with Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, I think that's also a team under a lot of pressure right now because <laughs> Donovan Mitchell uh, might not resign there. So um, that's my dark horse is Bickerstaff.
1: Mine was going to be Tibbs, just because mm. the Knicks, you know, always they mm. all they're the, similar to Jason Kidd. There's the Tibbs like arc, the building arc of oh my god, look he's changed the culture to like all right, this is getting a little stale and we're not going anywhere. This does feel like this might be the, the the last part of the cycle.
0: I mean, if not for kid, I feel like this would be a really open competition, yeah. but it just feels uh, like it's his award to lose or uh, it, whatever. It's,
1: it's called the Jason Kidd Award. I mean
0: <laughs> it was called the Mike Boonholzer Award. We're just gonna put both of their you. names on it. Um okay. as we reward this thing. Um let's go to uh let's save that one. Let's go and I think you're gonna like this one. The NBA Hipster Award. All Ooh. right. This goes to the player that NBA Twitter and NBA Reddit gasses up so much that they actually become overrated. Past okay. winners include Robert Covington, Malcolm Brogdon, Christian <laughs> Wood, Mike Muscala, OG Ananobi and the LA Clippers. Okay. Um who's your pick?
1: Man, give me yours first while I kind of – I, I wasn't prepared for this one. I got to think about it. Austin Reeves won this one last year, was he?
0: Did he not? Austin Reeves won this well, – he won it in the summer also, probably. Um, okay. He could win it. He could actually – He's really a really good player, pick. man. He's a really good player. He is a really good player. It has nothing to do with – like, OG and He's a really good player. Yeah. He's not a 1st ballot Hall of Famer, and if you read <laughs> NBA Twitter, it's like, how is this guy not, you know? Yeah. treat him like he's Pete Kawhi. My pick is Jaden McDaniels. You and I oh, are all in on the
1: Timberwolves. Okay. All right, this hurts.
0: You and I are all on the Timberwolves, um, and he's going to be a big part of what they do. But NBA Twitter and NBA Reddit, I feel like they love guys who can shoot threes and defend at a high level, but they can't dribble in a straight line, a.k.a. Robert Covington. Like, they love yeah, guys yeah. like that. This yeah. is a prototypical 3 and D guy. That is Jaden McDaniels. He hustles hard. He gets rebounds. He shot 39% last year from three, which is really high percentage. But then you look that all of his shots basically came from the corner wide open, and it's like, hmm. Is he really being that impactful? I mean, the shots still count, but um, I like Jaden McDaniels. I have nothing against Jaden McDaniels, but I have a feeling that we're going to see the Timberwolves win a bunch of games this year because you and I are bullish on Minnesota and Jaden McDaniels could get a lot of shine because of it and end up being overrated.
1: Man, you really started out to get strong with your pick. That's a, that's a strong pick. Um this one man, I feel like I'm just being hot takey here. You've you've suckered me into just being a hot take artist that's on the this
0: guard. that's the goal here. Yeah,
1: I, I'm gonna go with Drew Holiday, and it's not because Ooh. he's not great, he's phenomenal. But there is a such thing as the Boston media machine. There
0: is. I yeah. think he might
1: be an MVP candidate by the end of the year, you know, just based on the momentum, the narrative momentum here.
0: An MVP. Uh, oh, I forgot we didn't even mention him for defensive player of the year, he's already won it. <laughs> they, already, you know, they gave it to Marcus Smart like it's already his yeah right? it's already his, his you're right they just they actually oh my god Mars. poor bam it's not even fair drew holiday at plus 2500 yeah. let's go back to that FanDuel ad read do that just take the money just take the but, money. I, but I do money.
1: think that this, the joke you're making though is similar to the one like can you imagine Boston might even be a one seed this year and they're going to be mm-hmm. like oh they brought him in and became a one seed they were a one seed last year that's <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here? He's my favorite Boston
0: media mafia narrative was when they were pushing Robert Williams, the third for defensive player of the year, then he got really? hurt. And then they were like, actually, let's just give it to Marcus smart. And then they made it happen. <laughs> and it was, it was, way. it's amazing. Uh, I almost included Robert Williams, the third, but I didn't want to be too, uh, in my group of past winners, but I didn't want to be too mean to, uh, to Celtics players. Here's, um, the, here's,
1: the, here's the real play. Bet
0: you, Nurkic, um, mm,
1: uh, cash out, really around, good one. cash out around December 5th or so, you right. know, like, Ride that till the odds skyrocket, then catch that one
0: out. <laughs> That's a really good one. Um, let's go to the What About Award for the player that we have to include in the conversation for MVP, but doesn't really have a chance to actually win it. I thought about naming this after Kendrick Perkins, because it seems to be that his job on ESPN is just to say, <laughs> we should really be talking about blah, blah, blah in, in yeah. terms of MVP, but this guy has no actual chance of winning it. Maybe placing on your ballot. Past winners include Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, and Chris Paul. Okay. Um are good that's good who do you like who do you like here i have a I have a couple of guys that i, I can throw at you. yeah right. let me hear them i'll give you i'll do it like we did before i'll give you these two or the field okay shea just alexander he, he's he might actually deserve it though i'm I, exactly no i'm with you okay yeah. that's why but if 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 this if the thunder don't win 50 games he's gonna be a guy <laughs> who did. like gets on a ballot but can't actually yeah. win but we have to keep talking about him it's like okay. that darius garland i think there's gonna be a oh, lot MVP? of kendrick what yeah, I think there's gonna be a if Darius if Garland, wins, all right. If Cleveland wins like 52 games, people are gonna be like, We gotta talk about Darius Garland, but we don't really. That's don't the whole point. That's the spirit of the award. Yeah. Like, people are gonna be like, We gotta talk about him, but they have zero chance of winning. So I'll give you I'll give you SGA, I'll give you Garland, I'll give you the field. Man, just those two guys, huh? I'm gonna to have to take the field
1: because yep. I do feel like there's some other guys here that can that can steal some of the shine. I mean, De'Aaron Fox. You know, you Ooh. look up Sacramento's a two or three seed again and they're saying, hey, De'Aaron Fox is better than I all I really like guys.
0: that one. Yeah.
1: Um, and then Tyrese Halliburton. You know, we might this might be the mm-hmm. Tyrese Halliburton Indiana's of sneaky good seed, and his numbers are always great. Um, so I like those two guys as sneaky. They should be in the conversation, even though they shouldn't.
0: Halliburton at plus fifteen thousand right now on FanDuel. That's <laughs> wow. like just put a dollar on there just for fun. Sprinkle it in. Sprinkle that, sprinkle that baby in. Uh, All right, I got one more for you, and it kind of feeds into what we're going to do on our countdown. First team eliminated from League Pass Award. I'll give you three. I'm going to give you three here and the field. Yeah. The Bulls, the Wizards, the Raptors, or the field. What was
1: was this one for you, Bulls?
0: This is first team eliminated from League Pass. So the first team that you're, all right, I've seen enough. I don't need to watch them for the rest of the year. The Chicago Bulls, the Washington Wizards, the Toronto Raptors, or the field.
1: Man, this is a tough one. I th- I think all of those teams will be eliminated within a month, so I think that there's that. The Chicago, they're not going to make a trade, and they don't really have the assets to do something that surprises us.
0: And if the Bulls do make a trade, it'll be like, hey, we're moving DeMar DeRozan for picks, so we're not getting any more exciting.
1: That doesn't sound like what they would do. They would move DeMar DeRozan for, you know, not DeMar bonus or something. Yeah, like, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon, like something that's like, what? What are you guys doing? <laughs> Um, I'm gonna take Chicago. Chicago to me is the team that again yep. just is so always exactly what they are. They're never a little better, never a little worse. They're just exactly who they are.
0: They're a life, they're that lifetime movie that's always on at two o'clock in the afternoon when you're homesick from school and you're like, I've seen this one before. It's not yeah. even that good to begin with. Why is it always on TV? That's Wes the always chip-
1: watching lifetime movies, you guys. This is what he just uh he tells
0: us. <laughs> this is what this is. The, this is the Chicago Bulls. Um, The Wizards are going to be really tough to watch the Raptors. If I can throw one dark horse in there, there's a lot of people kind of gassing up Houston as, oh, they might be kind of fun to watch. I don't enjoy watching any of those players play, except for maybe Jabari Smith Jr., kind of. Um, I don't need to watch the Dylan Brooks, like, WrestleMania show every other night. Like, I don't know. I'm just not that interested in watching the Rockets. And they're not going to win a ton of games, I don't think. So they could also be eliminated here. But uh, I think the Bulls are the right pick. All right. It's Friday, which means it's time to count down to the weekend. What do you have for us today, Adam?
1: Well, I'm looking at the true League Pass teams. Whenever people do these lists, best League Pass teams, they always end up putting on the like number one most popular team that has seventy of of their games on national television. And right. It's like none of these games are on League Pass. What are you? What are you talking about? It doesn't work. So I, trying to be fair, I did only teams that have fifteen or fewer mm. nationally televised games, which somehow also includes NBA TV. So, of all the teams that the league is not showing you, which ones are you really going to be wanting to watch?
0: So, the real true league pass teams. I love it. This is a you great know, idea.
1: I, I, keep it, I keep it honest over here. No, first of all, let me give you three honorable mentions. Didn't quite make the, te- the cut. I love the Brooklyn Nets. I think mm-hmm. Mikael Bridges is interesting. I like to watch. I like Cam Johnson's game a lot. You know, I actually like Spencer Dinwiddie. You were joking earlier about Spencer Dinwiddie. I like Spencer (laughs) Dinwiddie. Mikael
0: Bridges or Cam Johnson were that Mikael Bridges might actually end up being the favorite for um, the the NBA uh, hipster award here. Like he's good, but he's not like a true number one. I don't think
1: you've also also got Ben Simmons making his return. This team that's the thing that's interesting
0: for a few weeks. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) for a few
1: weeks. Uh, The Detroit Pistons. I just like Cade Cunningham. I think that they could be a little bit intriguing. but, you know they got enough young guys, and then the Utah Jazz last year. They were very fun for about half the season. Um, so mm-hmm. they might be a team worth watching, you know, from time to time. But they're honorable mention to get into the top five. Number five for me. <laughs> this, is, this might just be me, Wes. I might not be anyone else.
0: The Indiana Pacers. Oh, are you kidding me? Everybody's on the Pacers. Let's go. Are they? All right. Yeah. Who doesn't like watching Tyrese Halliburton doing Tyrese Halliburton things? Benedict Matherin bulldo bulldozing his way to the basket. Yeah, they got
1: they've got some spacing this year. You yep. know, they've got uh, Tice out there. I mean, I'm not a big Obi Toppin guy, but maybe he He's, does. He can dunk
0: though. Like he'll, he'll get you like yeah. thirty dunks a year. Like that. You know, a few he, that end up on the highlight reels.
1: Bruce Brown, same thing. Like this could be a yeah. very fun transition team. I think they're going to be fun. I just I think they're going to play a good brand of. Ba- I think it's going to be a good brand of basketball um, that gets out in transition. So I think. It'll Do be you good. have
0: the national TV games in front of you? I have how many they have? So if, for them, they they have six. Just I six did. nationally That's
1: televised crazy, games.
0: Halliburton's going to take that leap this year, and he's going to be on the All-Star team, and people are going to be like, whoa, we uh, yeah. we got to watch more Indiana Pacers basketball. All right. Yeah,
1: right. Um, they're actually not going to say that, but they should say that, but they won't know to say that. <laughs> uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves have 10 nationally televised games. I think they're going to be better than that.
0: Uh, you and I are all in on Minnesota already. What was that? Thursday night? Uh, we had, uh, Anthony Edwards dunking and then hitting a three on the very next possession. Like this guy is, uh, going to take that leap this year. Everybody's going to want to watch themselves. Anthony Edwards, everybody's going to see these highlights and be like, you know what? I just got to tune into the next Timberwolves game on league pass just to see what Anthony Edwards is going to do. I love the pick.
1: Yeah. Uh, number three, man, I should have put this, this should have been number five. I'm already mad at my own list with 12 nationally televised games, the new Orleans Pelicans.
0: Yeah, you can move him down to five.
1: Uh, well, here's, the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Two years ago, Zion Williamson was getting the Wemby treatment. The, hey, we got to get this mm-hmm. guy on nationally television. Christmas? Yeah, let's put him on. When he plays, he really is must-see TV. And that hasn't changed, Wes. He's still getting up and dunking. He's still this 300-pound Shaq from the you know drive-and-dunk Shaq kind of guy. He's exciting. I think the NBA just doesn't think he's going to play very much. But if he does, they could be very entertaining. So I don't know. It's a bit it's
0: this. He's gotta maybe. play. If he if he plays like 65 games, for instance, they're gonna number three makes a lot of sense. I mean, in the preseason it looks great. He had like four steals the other night in like 14 seconds. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. It was like so. I mean, the Zion thing is always interesting. Um, you know, but I don't know that they have a lot of other guys that I'm like super interested in watching anymore. So yeah. I don't know. All right, what's next?
1: Next, the Oklahoma City Thunder, 13 nationally televised games, which I'm kind of surprised this isn't higher. This Mm -hmm. has to be market size because this is a team that I think everybody agrees is fun. Shea is incredibly fun. Jalen Williams, incredibly fun. Chet, really like, is he that much less interesting than Wenbanyama? I think they're very similar. We were
0: so hyped on Chet before he got uh, going into his rookie year, and then he got hurt, and then we kind of forgot the hype, and then we sort of redistributed all that hype to Victor Wenbanyama, to your point. So I think this is
1: a team that's going to be extremely fun to watch. Um, and only thirteen nationally televised games.
0: Of those three, who were who's your favorite just to watch between SGA, Jalen Williams, and Chet? Is it unfair to put SGA in there? Who SGA? I feel like he's oh, just clearly the best player. I'll do. Yeah, I'll, it's, it's, unfair. Get, it's unfair. Uh, what <laughs> about Giddy, Giddy, Jalen Williams, and Chet of those three?
1: <laughs> See, here is the thing: they're all fun. Like that's There's a, so much that's a fun. legitimately good question. For me, I'd go Jalen Williams, Chet, and then Giddy. But Ooh. Giddy's like an eight out of 10 on the fun yeah. scale for
0: me. Yeah. I might go Giddy, Jalen, then Chet, but I, you know what? It doesn't matter. I don't They're want to him against Williams, each other. Way. It's just all feel, it's all good feels in Oklahoma. You City. made a yeah.
1: joke about the Jalen Williams rookie of the year thing, but I don't think it's a joke. I think it no, was he was great. He was yeah. unbelievable. His last two months of the season were like almost all star caliber. Yeah. And you assume he picks up from there. I mean, he's a great, great player. He's fun. That was number he's two. In. That was number two. Wow. Number one, I'm telling you, every year I have a guy, Wes. Every year I have a guy. You know who my guy is this year. I'll give you a hint. He shot 90% true shooting in the preseason. He had zero turnovers, averaged 17 points in 16 minutes, and he's coming off of a gold medal. I'm talking about Franz Wagner. Oh, You're good talking good, about Banchero, the reigning rookie of the year, and his running mate, Franz Wagner, the Orlando Magic. Ladies and gentlemen, Five nationally televised games. What are we doing, NBA? Just five. They're trying to hide Franz from the people. The people want Franz. Give him Franz. He's going to be the league pass darling the league pass team this year.
0: I love it. If Paolo plays a little bit of five, that's even better. When they go full out, um, I, their draft picks weren't like they're kind of lukewarm in there in Orlando about oh. their draft. But like if Howard Black or Black, Black Pops or something, like okay, one more player that's that's fun. I think this is going to be a Jalen Suggs bounce back year. I haven't, I still haven't there sold my property on Jalen Suggs Island. Okay. I'm with you on Orlando. Uh, I love them at number one. I'm going to watch a ton of Magic games. Free idea for the Orlando Magic. Free million dollar idea. What are you doing on League Pass? Everybody's kind of putting their, their games on other places. You're Orlando, baby. Disney Plus is right there. Put <laughs> your games on Disney Plus right next to Dancing with the Stars. Let's go. Yeah. There what you go, man. Watching?
1: Orlando Magic must see TV. <laughs> Only that's the type of insight you only get from the Friday edition of Locked On NBA. Right
0: there, I, know. I made a joke about NBA hipster awards, and just what—that's what the last 15 minutes of this show was: was just, just geeking out on Franz Wagner and Jalen Williams. And
1: dude, all all 12 of the Magic fans are going to be so pumped oh, to hear this. They're so—they're
0: going to love us. We just made so many more friends. um Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen. Every day, every day, or just make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, Odyssey, or wherever it is that you get your podcast. The show's going to be back on Monday with the biggest stories from the NBA weekend, and the regular season tips off next week. So, again, make sure you are subscribed for all the biggest games, the biggest news, everything you need to know. Until next Friday, you can find me over at Lockdown Heat. Adam's going to be over at Lockdown Nuggets. Have a great weekend.